0: welcome to the anime backlog a podcast featuring dan marcus and nick forcing each other to finally getting around to watching each other's anime recommendations a note that episodes will contain spoilers about that week's featured anime and will contain explicit language you can follow the show for updates on twitter and instagram at the handle the anime backlog thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show All right, guys, welcome back to episode five of the Anime Backlog podcast. We are back into our rotations again after getting over that terrible, terrible trash mountain we did in (laughs) episode four. Hopefully the randomizer will treat us better when we get to episode eight and we can get something a little less painful.
1: Watchable. Tasty, tasty trash. (laughs) Tasty, Mm, scrumptious trash.
0: (laughs) Dan was eating real well last episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, probably needs to go on a diet after that one. It yeah. was too much, too rich,
1: too too pure a trash. It's the top the of it's the. Top, it felt like it was the, I, We saw the top of the mountain.
2: It was the Ratatouille moment where he bit into the trash and he had the flashback.
1: <laughs> yep. Before we started recording,
0: Dan was going over some previous trash he, he was watching in like 2002. <laughs> when I was a wee lad but for this next one we are going to go a little chiller a little more relaxing hopefully a palate cleanser for you guys Uh, we'll admit not going to be your general genre of choice but I think it's a really good example of the genre and leans a little bit more towards the style that I think you guys would prefer are you familiar with a show called Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun yes
1: yes no, I am familiar with that. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, for Marcus and anyone else who is not familiar with the show, it's a rom-com, but it leans heavily on the comedy side. I'd say it's probably like an 80-20 comedy to romance split. Uh, basically, the main character, Chio, confesses in the first scene. So we don't have any waiting or build up. We get a first scene confession.
2: Wait, that's illegal.
0: Unfortunately, Nozaki, the guy she confesses to, is totally oblivious and thinks that she knows that he's actually a manga author and is confessing as a fan of his work. So he gives her an autograph. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Chio is confused at this. And then Nozaki, thinking that she's a really dedicated fan and wants to be with him, Uh, says, well, do you want to come back to my apartment with me? So she joins him, and then he just starts having her literally work on his manga
2: with him. Okay. Wow.
0: And then basically the show develops as you're meeting the whole group that is supporting Nozaki and helping him produce his monthly shoujo romance manga. So lots of craziness ensues. Basically every character's personality is turned up to 11 um, you have a dude who looks like a stereotypical pretty boy and he feels like he has to lean into that. So he tries flirting with people, but then he gets so embarrassed that he literally like loses his mind and like has to go into the fetal position. Uh, you have an actor who is friends with the group who they call the prince of the school, but it's a woman <laughs> who just oh. m- mercilessly flirts with all the other women in the school constantly You have the manager of the play department who also works on the manga as the background illustrator, and he is basically responsible for the prince of the school and making sure she doesn't skip or fuck around too much. So basically, it's just watching all these characters interact and the general humorous moments that uh, go from it. You do see a little bit of attempts by Chio to keep the relationship part going, yeah. but that's really not the main focus of the show. It's mainly an ensemble comedy built around um, some rom-com tropes hmm. is
1: really the best way to describe this show. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, no, it's definitely outside of my... Uh, the, the rom-coms I usually don't go for, uh, and I know... Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Although I think rom-coms have been eaten pretty good
0: lately. Oh, yes. Winter season was great for rom-coms. At least one of those I will be showing you at an episode down the line. But this is an older one. Mm -hmm. Um, Never got a season two, unfortunately. So I will say it is going to kind of leave you guys on a bit of a cliffhanger uh, here. Do apologize for that. Maybe we can drum up enough support to get a season two finally so I can get this (laughs) thing fucking finished. But... Overall, I think it's an excellent show. It's got a 7.84 rating on Mal. Generally really well regarded. Uh, I do have to apologize. It is a high dive show again. I wanted to try to find another Crunchyroll sh- or a Netflix show for my second one, but I didn't have one that really fit the bill of what I was going for. What's wrong with it on high dive? I think less people have high dive, so for, oh, for the audience, oh, okay. I was like, I "What are you, you not
2: like, telling us, man?" Yeah, I was like, "What are you setting <laughs> up here, Nick?" Sorry,
0: sorry, no, no uncensored issues, no <laughs> etchy, nothing. Don't worry about that. Okay, uh, this was more of for the audience, not for YouTube. <laughs> I was uh, like,
2: I was promised a palate cleanser. God damn it!
0: Yeah, this is a this is a very sweet, calm dessert. Nothing, nothing trashy or concerning about it whatsoever. I promise. Okay.
2: Okay. That's, that's a weight off of my shoulders.
0: Yes. You, 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 you're not seeing any teens fucking in this show. Yeah.
2: God. Jesus <laughs> Christ. So you said it was older. When did this one come out?
0: Uh, this one originally aired in 2014. So almost a decade old now.
1: Okay. Oh, God. Oh, that my hurts God. To you, hear. Why? You shut the fuck Whoa. up. You shut up. What
0: are you going to say and that? Then, uh, and then Ed. I originally watched it when it was on Netflix, but it has been pulled off that. It is just on High Dive now.
2: Just High Dive. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I and, think it's... Um, i sorry. Sh- Go ahead.
0: It, it's a show where the comedy just really works well. Uh, probably by episode four or five, you're going to know if this show clicks with you or not. If you're not finding it funny by then, I'm sorry about you having to push through all 12 because I'm making you watch the whole season.
2: <laughs> uh, I was just going to ask, what are we doing? <laughs> okay.
0: Huh. All
2: right. Yeah, I could do 12.
1: Oh, so we're right. going for all 12.
0: You you're doing the you're doing the full season and hopefully when you get to the end like me, you'll be uh praying for a season 2 to someday get announced. We got we got season 3 Spice and Wolf finally announced, so maybe we'll get this no. one too. That
1: was that's been a meme. There's no way we're getting another Spice and Wolf. We are getting another Spice
0: and Wolf they announced it.
2: Yeah, I thought that got announced for sure. That that
0: was a few months ago. Oh, no fucking way. Well, I missed
2: that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Alright,
2: so 12 episodes. Interesting.
1: 12 episodes, chill rom-com, alright. Yep, and as
0: I said, heavy on the comedy romance is a part of it, but more for the tropes and the fact that it kind of comedically connects to the fact that this dude is totally oblivious but writes a so a very popular shoujo manga.
2: Okay. Okay. Hmm. I, I could use some wholesome after that last heaping of not
0: yeah, th- this this should work for you. All right. All right. Well, well, with, we'll see if we don't have anything else, uh we will catch you guys in part 2 after we've finished watching 12 episodes of Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun.
2: All right. All right. Sounds good. See you on the other side. Like 15 fucking seconds. <laughs>
0: all right and welcome back to part two after my co-hosts dan and marcus have watched through the entirety of monthly girls nozaki kun here uh they watched all 12 episodes what did you guys think about the characters uh chio and nozaki and making let's fall in love
1: together uh I'll go I'll go first. Uh I don't think that I am the target audience for this show. <laughs> um not trashy enough for you. <laughs> not enough uh plot. Uh ah. uh it felt like I was watching like Seinfeld or Friends, but I mean ugh. I would call that it, it's a it's a romantic themed anime sitcom is what I would classify yeah. it as so, sitcom
2: is a good way to like encapsulate that. Yeah,
1: sitcom where I don't know it was it was almost horrifying how much they didn't have much plot. Like their lives are just perpetually stuck in this one mode. But uh, the intro was nice. Um, I remember in my notes for episode one, I said this uh, this failure to launch confession is already old. And I was, like, 20 minutes in. Uh, but I really... It, 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 it took a long time for the characters to, to grow on me. Like, I think it wasn't until, like, episode 9 is when it started picking up for me uh, as a show. Oh, really? Man, that's late. Yeah, I just... Uh, I had... Uh, my, my notes were dwindling and to the point mm-hmm. where episode 7 and 8, I just wrote just a show about nothing being nothing a couple times <laughs> for seven and eight. And uh, apparently, well, uh, well, apparently I forgot episode 10 because I don't have any notes at all for it. But 11 was interesting, 9 you know, here and there. Uh, like I said, the intro was interesting. And I did appreciate the show's approach to gender and sexuality, mm-hmm. where it seemed like it normalized a bit more of the spectrum on both of those things instead of just like everyone's ultra straight and ultra heteronormative, you know? Mm-hmm. So that, I thought, was refreshing because we know uh, usually the gay character or whatever, or th- that type of subject is usually just a gag, just a gag. Mm-hmm. And this one approached it, I thought, in a very like refreshing way. And respectful way. And it also showed uh the male characters having a slightly more like slightly more intimate friendship than you would expect out of these types of shows. Where mm-hmm. they were real close, they were you know very open with each other. So for that alone, the show would get my recommendation for how it approached those topics. But otherwise the <laughs> the banality of their day-to-day and then <laughs> Chio just never Man, that, that last episode, I was furious.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking that day were the fu- gonna be mad about the fireworks ending. <laughs> I
1: was furious. <laughs> fireworks
2: Coon coming in clutch.
1: Yep. Uh but that's kinda like my overall. Uh I guess my favorite character would be that uh, uh was it Seo or the uh, the blonde girl, yeah, Sayo. The she had like the green hair and would sing. Yeah, that's Sayo. Mm-hmm. She's blonde, I think. Not
0: green. Yeah,
2: she was blonde. She's blonde. The green haired girl was the other manga artist, the one with the tanuki.
1: Yeah, uh, Miyako, I think. Yeah, Yuki. Anywho, so that character, <laughs> the one that sang, she had this. Uh, she's this trope that I have found myself enjoying. Is this like? Wild Berserker, female character who's like, weirdly socially inept, but like is always down <laughs> for a fight. Uh So I, I was into her, but that's kind of overall my thoughts.:
2: Okay. Uh, I will say for me, I will somewhat echo Dan's sentiment of... "I am not the target audience, but I fucking loved it. yes glad at least one of you did man I enjoyed the shit out of this honestly I will say for me though in this format that we record and do it it's not so much a bingeable thing for me but if I watched like if I would have spaced it out more if I did like two or three episodes at a time I think I would have enjoyed it more as well but I did love it also I just gotta say, for me, Kashima is gender goals. Kashima, she is great. Yeah, the prince of high school, who's like, the girl, but all the girls love her, and like all the guys are jealous of her. Man, she is fucking great. I loved Seo as well, and just how much of a just wily shit she was. She was fantastic. Uh I thought Makoshiba was hilarious. Him being this, like, suave, debonair dude, but his own embarrassment keeps him from, like, actually getting with a girl or, like, dating anyone. She's great. Or, he's great, sorry. Chio and Nozaki, oddly the ones I cared about the least. They're <laughs> the main plot points. Oddly? But to me, I'm like, can we get back to Hori? Or can we see what Kashima or Seiyo is up to? Like, I loved all of the supporting cast oh, more than I did the main cast. 100%. I
0: I will definitely agree with you on that. Um, It seems like uh, uh, Sakura and Nozaki are mainly there to facilitate the other relationships and interactions. And it's this kind of crazy supporting cast that drives pretty much all the comedy in the show and the enjoyment for watching it. Like, mm-hmm. as I said... It is not really a romance show. It's really eighty twenty 20 comedy to romance.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the And like so, oh, oh go ahead. The, I was gonna say the, the president and then his relationship, air quotes, with Kashima and how their dynamic was, I thought, really interesting. Uh, with uh her having this like there's there's clearly feelings for the president, but she doesn't seem to process them appropriately and he's like i'm gonna be at his wedding and i'm gonna do dumb shit at it Uh, and (laughs) (laughs) which which i did get a kick out of and then the president like oh you seem cool (laughs) wait you're a girl huh and then just drop kicking out of nowhere and just that particular gag oh that was kind of fun Their, their dynamic was nice
2: there was All a right. lot of gags in this that I loved. Specifically, one episode that I was losing my shit over was the one where uh, Mikoshiba <laughs> and Nozaki have the sleepover and they're playing the 2D, the like dating sim game. Was that episode three or four?
0: That's episode four. Episode 100% four. Yeah. Yeah. episode
2: four. <laughs> they're playing That's... the dating sim. Dude, I was losing it the Tomada. entire time. Tomada. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say. And then Tomada, where they're like, Turns out the one we love is the NPC that's just there to help us. Like you deserve more, Tomita. You gave up three years of high school to help me, and when you could have been helping yourself, I was losing it.
1: Yeah, that, that was whole good.
2: Episode was gold standard. That was good,
1: to me. and that was when I really started to notice the the show's refreshing approach to genders and stuff. Like those were two. Mm-hmm. Well, who knows. <laughs> Where they lie on the spectrum, but they were at least presenting themselves as like, you know, heteronormative cisgendered male type characters, and they're like, yo, this bro, he's where it's at. He's the real <laughs> MVP. He's the one that should be dating the main character, and you know they didn't hesitate when they're like, hey, he's the better person out of all of them, and I, and I, <laughs> he's I did it like too that. Too good for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that
2: whole bit was so them good,
1: staying man. up and rewriting it. And writing a, a, a new <laughs> manga for it—that was pretty good. That was pretty good.
0: Yeah, that's. I'm surprised you said it took to episode nine because it was like episode four is the one where you should know <laughs> if you're sold on this show or not. Just for that scene of them playing the
1: dating, sim. Um, it was perfect. It lured me in, and then um, the 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 other four in between uh, started losing me. And then, but, See, but I was nine is where it kept me. Episode
2: one, I was like, okay, I get it. Sure. The, this is this is kind of funny. Episode two, again, I liked the in, uh, the introduction of Mikoshiba, and he seemed okay. Yeah, this is fine. Episode three is where it hooked me because the group
0: of, practice date.
2: Well, that and the introduction of Kashima and Hori, mm-hmm. because I liked those two so much, and also uh, the whole bit with Sakura trying to find who the background artist is. And like asking underpants him, and stuff. <laughs> do you prefer briefs? And he's like, oh, I love briefs. And <laughs> Kashima like, oh, I get it. This is how I talk to Hori. And it's like, hey, Hori, <laughs> what kind of undies do you like? And then he kicks her. And he's just like, that's harassment. I lost <laughs> it. That shit was so funny to me. And again, I am not the target audience for this. I, this is not something I would ever choose to watch on my own. Even if I watched the first episode, I'd probably be like, ah, I get it. I'm done. But watching all the way through, I did very much enjoy it. It was good.
0: All right. So the group date and then introduction of those two. We already went through episode four with the uh, uh, dating sim sleepover. Um, trying
1: to remember some of the other episodes here. Oh, let me jump in. Episode five, when they were hanging out with uh, the other – Manga, uh, mangaka that lived in a uh, complex with Nozaki Kun Miyako. Miyako, yep, and then going through their editor, you know, talking about his editor experience and that other guy. Oh, yeah,
0: the the editor, the old editor was oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> I
2: hate it. what was his name, Mino.
1: Yeah, my, yeah, and, yeah, and all the uh, tuna keys he wanted. Every well, the one that <laughs> bugged me so much was that like <laughs> she had like this big plot, uh, this like, cl- cliffhanger in her little manga panel and then on the sides like catch us out on the next manga chapter where we revealed the entire fucking plot in that little Yeah, where they're like where Yusuke is the killer. <laughs> and I was so mad I was like down. Kurt god damn it. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry Kurt, you're going to be the running joke for me. Um But yeah, he threw it down and I that was the that was the first time that I really felt like I understood Nozaki Kun. Like he we we understood each other. He's like, this is trash. Get this the, the hell away from me.
2: <laughs> and him be, like it being a silent throw too. Like he doesn't scream or like curse or anything like that. He just slams that thing on the ground like a full baseball wind up, leg coming back out at the end. I that was also a good yeah. bit for me. This this had a lot of like small bits that I really loved. I would say if I had a main complaint about the show, it would be just kind of in formatting where it seemed like every episode was kind of like two episodes in one. Where it'd be Hmm. like the first 15 minutes seems like, oh, here's this plot point and how it resolves. And then it goes into, okay, here's this next story kind of thing. And for me, that pacing was a little weird. And not every episode did it, but the ones that do... Kind of throw me off because even in like the dating sim episode, it's like the first 15 minutes is this whole gag about the dating sim. OK, that's done. Let's go into this next 15 minutes where it's uh after Makosha Bug gets invited to the mixer and he's trying to figure out how to talk to girls at the mixer oh, kind of thing yeah. where like it felt broken up in a weird way. And I know that they always connected, but it didn't always Feel connected to me. Yeah, like an A and B side almost. Yeah, if that makes sense. Like, yes, it's the same band, but like you said, an A and B side.
0: Yeah, that part definitely felt very Saturday morning cartoons almost, where they do the, it'd be a half hour show, but it'd be two parts Mm -hmm. that would be kind of connected, but not really. So, yeah, I do understand that aspect of it. It didn't feel like they transitioned as well through some of the segments to keep it kind of the overarching plot going,
1: which I guess is Dan's main complaint with the show. Yeah, because the, the gags mostly hit pretty okay, and I think it just took me to episode nine to let go of expecting more, because I was interested in how these characters would uh, would grow and advance, and there was a little bit uh, for some of the, the, the couples that paired off, and then the redheaded kid who has the praise kink uh i guess he got <laughs> praised a couple times and that worked out great um and then like i said like the gags were good it's just it was just a series of gags i could see that i think
2: i think for me it didn't bother me as mm-hmm. much because i didn't treat uh sakura and nozaki as the main plot i treated everybody together As the main plot like I I, for me, it was more of like a how are these guys all interacting as a whole as opposed to the two main characters love story. Right. But I think that's also because the two main characters love story was the least interesting part to me. So I was very, very happy to have the other stuff going on because I'm also not a rom-com person. So the romance aspect of it is not as interesting to me. Because I do always find, like, romance, shows, books, movies, to be a little too over the top for me. Where I, it's hard for me to suspend the disbelief in the way where it's like a, oh, they never confess their love. I'm like, just talk. J- just be people.
1: That, that's me. Jesus Christ, be for this, Christ whole this whole is show. painful. That was me for this whole show. As,
2: by episode but six. especially because I, in real life, am a very straightforward person. Yes. And I say exactly what I'm feeling. So whenever yes. someone else doesn't do that, I'm just like, shut the fuck up forever.
1: My episode six notes say, why is everyone stupid? <laughs> like, whoa, whoa. like, There's just no emotional intelligence amongst them all. I guess that's what leads to a lot of the gags and misunderstandings uh also nozaki has really nice friends it, are they being compensated for their labor Dude, i don't believe so
2: I, I thought that the whole time yeah i'm like why can't i have friends that just like edit my audio for free or like send marketing emails for free like why why don't i have that
0: do all of my art for me yeah because I can't draw backgrounds. Oh, the scene where they was putting uh, the main characters in the manga on the box. On constantly. the boxes.
2: Oh, my God. I was losing it. Where it's like, why, why is Suzuki just floating? And he's like, ah, I'll fix that. And then it's like him on a box. And then the next one, it's like, why is he so short? And it's like, oh, you see, it's because she's on the box this time. <laughs> it's like, okay, now she's not tall, but all the other girls in the scene are tall. And he's like, I know what you're asking yourself. And the answer is, they're all standing on boxes. And Hori's like, can you cut it out with the fucking boxes? And then later on in that episode, wherever it's uh, Hori and, I believe, Sakura talking, and uh, Nozaki's kind of like, man, this doesn't seem right. This needs something. And he just puts them both on boxes, and he's like, (laughs) yeah, that's the stuff. I thought that was another great gag, too.
0: Well, then the later callback when he's super tired and he sees... uh um. Oh, sorry, I'm blanking
2: on her name. Uh, the prince.
0: Uh, yeah. Um. Kashima. Yeah. Kosh- Somebody was on Koshima the box. Kashima on the box. Yeah. And just freaks out <laughs> in his like delirium and kicks the box out from under her feet. That that did get me pretty <laughs> and good. <then> passes out.
2: <laughs> yeah. That. I liked a lot of those bits. Um... I I also had a big, oh no! Moment that I know was intentional. Whenever uh, I believe it's episode six we get introduced to Wakamatsu, the mm-hmm. basketball guy. And he can't sleep, and Nozaki has the iPod with Sayo singing on it because she's an excellent singer, and he's like, oh my god, this, what a siren song. Lorelai is the best. But really, Wakamatsu fucking hates Sayo because she terrorizes every basketball practice. And I, I liked their little dynamic. Yeah. And especially the episode where they quote-unquote go on the date. And the whole argument about who gets the armrest in the movie theater.
1: That was, that was too and real. And he's
2: like, right? And he's just like, you take both armrests, you monster? She's like, I put my hand here, sorry. Like, I know psychopaths like that, that think they're entitled to both armrests. And personally, bury them under the jail. I don't need them in real life.
0: I just like how the whole time Sayo was... Uh quote-unquote terrorizing him which obviously from his perspective was totally terrorizing him but she was just like i'm obviously
2: flirting with you yeah yeah (laughs) but also her and playing basketball every clip of her playing basketball i thought was great because no part of her was like trying to drive to the hoop or anything at genuinely one episode i thought they were playing dodgeball (laughs) <laughs> I thought that was the bit. She was, she was just
1: beaning people in the face, left and right. In the face. and Just then, seeking out contact.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, she's ruining basketball practice again. I was like, that was basketball practice? And I have played my fair share of basketball growing up. And I am no stranger to the no ref, no foul type of basketball. But damn, I never just tried to bean someone in the nose with the ball. like. I might throw an elbow going for a layup just to get someone out of my way or something like that or body someone a little bit hard when I'm trying to drive. No part of me is ever thinking, I'm going to throw the ball away to smack this man in the mouth. No part of me has ever thought that. So, yeah, I thought they were playing dodgeball. And find out, no, man, chef's kiss, gold, no notes. It also made me think of the dodgeball episode of Hunter, Hunter, and I really, really wanted a reference to Sayo throwing the ball, hitting someone in the face, and it coming back to her, and she being like, bungee gum has the properties
0: of rubber and gum. <laughs>
1: uh, if they dropped a bungee gum reference, I would have lost oh, you, you know that it would have sold the entire show for me, just once. Just <laughs> one Hunter, Hunter reference. I would have been all in. <laughs> that's all I need. So we know Dan's criteria for a good
2: anime now. Yep, it's not so much plot, character development, good animation. It just has to have one Hunter Hunter reference, and we're gold. So that's all I'm going to Google from now on. I'm mm-hmm. changing the next episode, by the way, to find something with a Hunter right, Hunter all right. reference.
0: All right, all <laughs> manga creators listening to the show, you, you have your assignment to <laughs> you know get what Dan you to be a fan. To, in the first three episodes or uh, first, like, five or six chapters of your manga, just drop in a Hunter Hunter reference. You're good.
1: <laughs> Togashi made gold with Hunter Hunter. <laughs> Fight me.
2: I won't. I, I agree with you.
1: Yeah, I don't disagree with Although, you.
2: Although, except for the Chimera Antarctic I'm not going to talk about it.
1: Pacing. Pacing. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it is indefensible, unfortunately, the pacing of that arc. But back to the anime we actually watched for this episode.
0: Hey, uh, Tan- tangents are I've fine. i got attention <laughs> problems.
2: Leave me alone. I, we both do. We all three do. I think the world does.
1: But man, TikTok's great. Do you, do you see? Do you see
2: the world? Do you see it? Yeah. It, I, I get it. Yeah. I can't be mad. Uh, but uh, what? What the fuck were we just talking about? Sayo. Yes. But also with the editors, I felt so bad for the new editor. Cause that guy just seems so unhappy and so depressed with everything that Nozaki gives him. Mm-hmm. So it's like, man, do you really want to work for him? But I wanna, wouldn't want to work for Mino either. Cause that oh, guy's my God. awful. And the bit where he's like, all right, you've added a raccoon bear or a Tanuki to all of these. Next, you need to add an elephant to all of the scenes. I will say the part where the Tanuki gets murdered. Absolutely killed. Yeah, me.
1: the weird like B plot going on in the background with the tanukis and shit. That was pretty good. Oh man. Um,
2: that whole bit killed me. I liked. Oh,
0: the one where the- they uh, draw one of the main characters in the tanuki outfit and just immediately calls and says, This is the best thing you've <laughs> oh, ever drawn. Oh, Chio yeah. loved it.
1: <laughs> I got a kick out of that. She's like, The first one was stupid. And then they gave him the blank stare. And then she's like, This is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I remember in the OP
2: seeing that tanuki like in the intro and i was like what what is this a reference to i'm not understanding this because it takes a few episodes to get to where that is referenced so watching the opening i was like i don't understand the rest of this i get i see that these are art supplies i see these main characters i see what's going on why the fuck is this tanuki here all the time
0: and why is it getting blown up
2: yeah i don't understand (laughs) this But also, yeah, how hard did the animation go for that little bit of the opening
1: Mm -hmm. where they're
2: fighting the Tanuki? Like, They were like, okay, we've got so much budget for this. Let's put most of it into Hori with rulers air slashing and exploding a Tanuki. Let's do this.
0: It's our one real action scene in this entire show. We're going for it.
2: (laughs) I will say the episode where uh, Nozaki quote-unquote kidnaps Kashima and is just like carting her around on the trolley to get away from all the <laughs> yeah, girls. Yeah, that was something. I thought that was great. Yep. And then at the end of it, where it's like, why was he carting you on the trolley? And he was like, he said I was too big to carry and he didn't want to hurt himself. It's like, oh Jesus, you asshole. <laughs>
1: uh, there was a bit in episode nine that I did like, where it was raining and they're like, oh, we're about to have the like, Rain walk home thing, and she's like, "Ah, oh, shit, I forgot my umbrella." And then Nozaki Ku shows up. and She's like, "Oh, we're going to have the thing." And he goes, "Huh? I also forgot my umbrella." And she's like, <laughs> "Damn it!" Well, and
2: then what does he say after that? And he's like, "Looks like I'm not the only idiot." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> points
1: at her. And then Seo shows up, hands him the umbrella, and just goes like, Ah-ha-ha! And then just runs off into the rain. <laughs> Um, also, them first trying that weird uh, fusion ha move when he's got his, like, jacket over his head and she's, like, crouched under him and they... Oh, yeah. when yeah. they And they go running away and then come running they back. They go like, running ah! away sc- screaming. And for some reason... And I, I wasn't drinking. I wasn't high or anything. For some reason, them just screaming into the rain really got me. <laughs> so I, I got to ask, you, and you
2: said from, like, episode four to nine that middle bit kind of dropped off yeah what what was it about those episodes that you just weren't into
1: i think this is kind of the same thing what i have with megalobox i was just searching for stuff and i'm trying to find this balance of like being able to take notes and be able to pick out certain aspects of a show you know for this kind of format and then also trying to balance just sitting there and enjoying it and okay uh because the first couple episodes just didn't grab me intensely, I was not enjoying it. So I was only being critical. And there's, there was just no plot going on for so many episodes. There's just, you know, little gags here and there. And some were hitting, some weren't for me at the time. Uh, but then, you know, by episode nine, they were running into the rain. And then for some reason, that's when it clicked, really clicked, where that just that tiny little half-second clip of them screaming into the rain just got me into the show. Uh.
2: (laughs) Honestly, I thought you would have loved, I think it was episode seven when uh, Sakura and Nozaki go to the mall and he's like, just treating it as like market research for manga. And then they go into the figurine store with like all the like sexy girl figurines and then they see (laughs) Makoshiba. i lost my shit at that. Especially when it's like they see him holding the box with the model of like the bunny girl <laughs> yeah. in it. And then he just slowly turns it so that it, they can't see what model he's holding. God, I thought that bit was hilarious.
1: Yeah, that one was that one was pretty good. Um uh, but that was uh, like the only thing that was noteworthy in that episode for me. Oh, I love the sailor uniform I was that say, keeps getting brought s- back.
2: <laughs> the sailor uniform was killing me. I thought that shit was
1: hilarious.
0: Because the rain episode, when they get back to Nozaki's place, he says, Here, you can change. Yeah,
1: yeah. And that, that <laughs> oh, yeah. was the payoff. Like, oh, your clothes are all wet. <laughs> that, was yeah. for the, that was the payoff that got me for the sailor outfit. Prior to that, I wasn't really t- terribly excited because he was like, Hey, you should wear this. And it got like a weird. I know he was just trying to do like a, a for research, air quotes, but it, it got to this weird like <laughs> fetishization of the sailor uniform. And it felt kind of strange, but then when he busted it out after they were wet from running in the rain, that, that got me. But again, that was episode nine when they busted it back out.
0: Well, but the, point also, of, go but ahead. the point of him going with the sailor uniform, though, is he is so just fixated on, I need a model for this, mm-hmm. and not realizing what he sounds like. Yeah. like that's the whole point.
2: Sure. <laughs> I, I was going to say, was there ever a callback payoff? Of that nature, besides the sailor uniform, because most episodes are kind of self-contained and they don't bring back a recurring joke so much. Whereas that one, I think it hit harder because it was so unexpected because we didn't have multiple times where a joke from two or three episodes ago came back. But then this one comes back like, what, three to four episodes later?
1: And I think that made that joke hit much, much harder. Oh, for sure. Me. I agree. Like, I didn't like the introduction of a sailor uniform, but yeah, the, when they busted it back out, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> the f- I will yeah, say that whenever he was like, fine, you won't wear it. I'm
2: going to wear it. I thought that was great. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he, he's just, he's stuck in it. He's just stuck. And he's like, why was I born with such great muscles and <laughs> <Yeah>. figure like
1: <laughs> Uh, I, overall, for the show, also, I was hoping for more of the technical aspects of making a manga. They, they, you know, they touch on it with the the betas and backgrounds and layering and talking to editors and stuff. But for some reason, I expected more in the actual craft because the intro had all the pens and pencils mm-hmm. and erasers and shit. I expected more of that. I will
2: say the like screen layering thing. I had no idea that was a thing. That is thing not something either. I have ever heard of. And I thought that bit was very interesting. Mm-hmm. But I did also love when they're introducing themselves and their talents in that episode, when Nozaki is sick and Hori is like, Hori, fourth year, a background artist. And it's like, Chiosakura, third year, like beta uh beta layer writer and stuff like that. And it's like, uh,
1: Waka. First year, I play basketball. I play basketball. <laughs> like that, that was it. <laughs> uh, and uh, episode 11 was another highlight show episode for me, was when they all had the sleepover. Oh, yeah. And they're all busted out their like, manga supplies accidentally at the same time and then hiding them really <laughs> fast because no one wants to tell each other they help out with the manga. That was pretty good. Which... How did Nozaki keep that under wraps for so long? Right. Uh, yeah. All uh, Nozaki turning all of their banter into girl, like girl sleepover talk. That got <laughs> yep. me. Had me roll. Oh man, that was excellent. That definitely had me roll it. And then at the end of it, he fell asleep, the goofball. And then they're just like, "Hey, you're pretty muscular. Let's arm wrestle." <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, look at look at these boys just being boys." Arm wrestling. (laughs) This Days
2: of Thunder (laughs) subplot going on. Yeah, like
1: one manly American tear slid down my face. (laughs) like These boys are having to sleep over just arm wrestling. Nothing to see here. Just boys being boys. Good shit. Also,
2: big complaint for the show, I will say. No American transfer student that's just super-duper boisterous and wildly American.
1: Missed opportunity.
2: Man. He'd have been great. Write him as a love interest. You can't. Everybody hates him.
1: Yep. Um, Where are these people's parents?
2: I thought that as well. Whenever they first go to Nozaki's apartment, and it's like just Nozaki's apartment.
1: But nobody has the rest.
2: I can write off the rest. I can write off because we only see Sakura's bedroom whenever she's like in her bedroom, like writing or uh, at her desk. Sure. Nazaki like just lives alone. Even the nameplate on the apartment is only his name. So it's like, okay, he's, he actually is a Batman-style orphan that has now channeled all of his stuff into manga instead of beating up poor people.
0: Arguably a better use of his time and money.
2: Very easy argument. <laughs> Batman, one of Batman's main villains is Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze is a villain because his wife has this incurable disease, so he's stealing money to fund his research and find ways to make his wife better. And Batman, who's a billionaire, who could easily find the research or fund the research or find a cure for this, doesn't. He's just like, I'm going to punch this guy in the face. <laughs> that's it? Okay, that's another A ACAB applies to Batman.
1: Sorry. Beating up the mentally ill and poor is a national pastime.
2: Yeah. It's just a LexCorp guy like, I'm gonna work this extra shift in the tower so that I can pay for Christmas for my kids, and Batman's like, surprise medical bills, I'm breaking all your limbs, motherfucker. (laughs) Like, he could solve so many problems in Gotham City, but he's like, no, I want a cool car instead. What if I had a cape that was bulletproof? Surely, this technology couldn't help people that are in struggling areas avoid drive-by shootings or innocent bystanders or anything like that. No, 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 no. Only I need it. I take that back. The only other person that needed it is this orphan that I kidnapped, and then I'm going to throw him into my same
1: life. And I force him to wear underwear life. only.
2: Underwear? Yeah. Well, why does Robin have zero body armor? Like, if you care, a- he wears briefs. And he's running around on rooftops. Not even from a like defensive standpoint. How many scrapes does that man have just from like hitting brick with his bare leg or something like that? I'm tangenting again. (laughs) This is not about Batman.
1: (laughs) Fuck Batman. (sighs) Uh, But I enjoy the comics, but instead of a cab, (laughs) it's a bab. All bats are bastards.
2: I wouldn't even say all bats because okay, never mind. I'm. Yeah. I'm about Yeah, to to- <laughs> don't get Marcus rolling. Yeah. The DC I'll be the talk here 45 show. 45 more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Episode 12, <laughs> where we get introduced to our favorite character, Fireworks, who's always there <laughs> to steal the show.
0: Yep. Gotta end it with Fireworks, Coon.
2: I'm not gonna lie. Whenever they had the like the confession, wherever she was like. Nozaki, I'll always love you, or I've always loved you, or whatever she said. And it was like the big boom from the fireworks, and she's just kind of like, did you hear me? And then he like turns around and says something, and then she gets all blushy and eyes big and like watery and looking real happy. And then credits roll. I was cool with that. I was cool with that. Yeah,
1: I would've been okay with that. Leave it up for a little interpretation. Call back to... Call back to Megalobox, where
2: (laughs) double punch, roll credits. That would have been a great ending to me. Yeah. Leave it up to us to figure out whatever ending we want best is what the ending was, kind of our own audience interpretation. But no, they came back after the credits for this tall fuck to be like, hey, let me lean in your ear to tell you that. I also love fireworks. I hated it.
1: Like, hated it, dude.
2: Shut the fuck up, God! And then she just laughs. Like, just say it again, girl. You already said it once. What are you embarrassed about? Beat people and talk. I I'm getting too heated. The Batman thing, I got me all riled up. Someone else talk.
0: I do agree with you. If they were intending for this to be a one season contained show, but the manga continues after this point. So they obviously just wanted a fun oh. ending to get a season two. So this is not supposed to be the end of the show. It just never got picked up for a season two.
2: Gotcha. Okay. I, for, I think you had said that before that it's not self-contained and I yeah. forgot that.
0: Yeah. In the intro, I mentioned that I'm uh, still crossing my fingers for a season two since Spice and Wolf got picked up for season three, 10 years later. <laughs> we can hope yeah, you're, we can tell me
1: there's a chance. <laughs>
2: But, oh, okay, so overall ratings, Dan, what do you got?
1: <clears throat> My gripes aside, it had a lot of good going for it, and it got me some laughs. Um, like a 6.5, probably. Okay. okay. That's
0: basically where you rated Megalobox, wasn't it? I think it was, was, it, was Megalobox, like six-one?
1: Damn. Oh, wow. Okay. It's, so I have this problem where if it was almost great, And then they slip up on a couple aspects instead of it being like an, an eight where it could have been a nine. I'm I'll I'll dock it further. I'll pun Like I, it makes me (laughs) mad. It makes me like physically angry. It's like you, you could have had, this could have been gold. Um, Don't you dare to fly Kukos to the sun. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, why'd you, why'd you even like, why'd you half-ass this one thing? You should have whole-assed the whole thing. Um, but Nozaki Kun, okay, Nozaki Kun wasn't that way for me. Uh, Nozaki Kun was just like, like five is okay, seven point five is good, ten is you know, un, un- unreachably amazing. So, so I think six point five, I'm I'm happy with there because I didn't learn anything new, I didn't get anything great out of it. I've had other shows that are shows about nothing that had more of an impact, but I didn't. It didn't suck by any means, um, but yeah, six five like middling plus. The ultimate compliment. It didn't suck by any
2: means.
0: Strong words. Strong words.
2: Um, I would say for me, I'm definitely higher on the list there. I would say for me, I'd honestly put this at probably like seven point five eight. Um, oh man, third digit. I also don't go. I also don't go too far into digits. I'm a point. I'm by a point five. Integer type of person. But 7.58 for me, I did not think I was going to enjoy this. I really didn't. No offense, Nick. It's just not my genre. I didn't think I was going to be into it. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. And really, for me, I think it might become one of those I don't know what to watch. I can't decide anything. I'll throw on a couple episodes of this just because it's comfortable. Like something I can come back to. I don't have to pay a whole hell of a lot of attention to or be super honed in on. I can just have it on and it'd be cozy or it can be just like coming back home. Like Cowboy Bebop is like that for me or uh, Samurai Champloo, where I already know what happens. So I don't need to be super invested. I can just come back, throw on an episode or two to kill a half hour to an hour, whatever. And I'm just kind of like comfy. And relaxed. So, and I think that this could easily be one of those for me, and still get some laughs out of hmm. me too. So,
0: Marcus, glad you loved it. Sorry it didn't quite hit your expectations, Dan. Oh, that's okay. But
1: no, no, no. Uh, they're not all going to be hits. Oh, of course, of course. You guys are going to get pretty derby for me one of these days. So it'll be fine. Oh yeah. Honestly, <laughs>
0: sadly we're not going to get into season 2, I'm guessing in one episode. So, Is that the heard, horse
2: girl anime?
0: Yes, that's the horse yeah. girl anime. Oh <laughs> my gosh. It. It's and I've heard It's good. <laughs> it's good. I've heard <laughs> I've heard season 2 is legitimately amazing, which confuses the
1: fuck out of me, but I'm intrigued. Oh, th- i The character growth in 2 was out of nowhere and like Well, heartfelt. let's
2: save that for the episode when it eventually comes around eventually
0: could could be as early as episode seven keep an eye out (laughs) Could be. well thank you so much for tuning in guys we very much appreciate you all coming and joining us this one ended up being a little bit longer but we did have 12 episodes to discuss glad these two really enjoyed monthly girls nozaki-kun and we will catch you guys next time see ya later thank you for listening to episode five of the anime backlog podcast If you want to follow along with Dan, Marcus, and Nick, next week for episode five, the assignment is for Nick and Dan to watch the first six episodes of the 2012 Anime K. If you enjoyed the show and wish to support us, please leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe to the show, and spread word to friends and family or on social media. We really appreciate any help you can give in helping us grow this podcast. You can follow the show on social media to get updates at the handle... The Anime Backlog on Twitter and Instagram, and we look forward to seeing you next Wednesday.